Hey, everybody, welcome back to Off the Couch on the Blister Podcast Network, where we take a closer look each week at the wide, weird, and wonderful world of running. I'm your host, Jonathan Ellsworth. I'm also the founder of Blister, and you can check out everything we're doing and reviewing over at blisterreview.com. Off the Couch is presented by CBG Trails. The CBG Trails app is the only complete trail map app of Crested Butte and the Gunnison Valley, Colorado. So download the app today and start exploring. Every single one of us has probably had the experience of walking into a store to try to buy a pair of running shoes, only to be met with an ocean of options. And if you've ever tried to shop for shoes online, or even sift through a running shoe company's own product lineup, the options and your own level of confusion become even greater. There are so many products and options available from so many different companies these days, it can be difficult to know where to even begin or to figure out the differences between products in a brand's own lineup. So this week, I'm talking with Blister reviewers Luke Coppa, Maddie Hart, and Gordon Janini about our new Blister brand guide to running shoes, why we saw a need to make this guide, what we hope it accomplishes for runners everywhere, and the trends and takeaways we've seen in the process of building this brand guide. And so let's get to our conversation about our new Blister brand guide. So I am here in Blister headquarters up here in Elevation Hotel in Mount Crested Butte, sitting here with Maddie Hart and Lou Kappa. We are being joined remotely by Gordon Janini. How'd I do, Gordon? That was great. Thank you. I'm getting I'm getting pretty dialed, I think. Um, and I, I almost preferred it back when I couldn't pronounce your last name. Those were those were like the good old days, but uh it, you probably prefer this version where I can actually say it pretty pretty close to correct. Gordon, we're sad that you're not with us. Um, where are you currently? So I'm at the Evergreen Lodge just outside of Yosemite National Park in California. Uh, it's quite rainy here. Why are you there? So I've been out here since the end of July working on a, a lakes monitoring project in Sequoia Kings Canyon and Yosemite. Um, and I'm on my off time right now and they had Wi-Fi here. So here I am. So Gordon, have you been running much while you've been out there? You've been kind of trying to rehab and recover from an injury. Give me the update on how that's going. Yeah, so uh, after we came back from Austria in the end of June, um, my hip was pretty inflamed after that race out there. Um, so I've been kind of slowly building back into things since then, but my job, we work kind of nine days on, five days off, and when we're working, we're backpacking pretty much every single day. Um, so my running opportunities have been somewhat limited, but I'm finally starting to get back into it been able to run go for a couple longer runs more recently um yeah everything seems to be going the right direction so i'm hoping by the time our field season ends i can be running normally again nice and maddie you're actually doing something pretty cool at the moment like literally kind of right well not literally because right now you're with us but you Which were is not doing cool something. it's not that cool it, but 
Talk to me about what you're up to, I guess, starting last night. Yeah, so last night through tomorrow evening, Eleven Experience is hosting a trail running camp um, with Stevie Kramer as the guest. And the whole trip is designed to utilize and kind of figure out how to use the CBG Trails app and bring some attention to that. We've been going on a run today. And then tomorrow we're using the app to try to get as many trails as we can and record it on the app. Um, and it's kind of a competition. So it's been super cool to see all of 11 experience and how they're in Crested Butte and Irwin and how they interact with the community and the trail systems. And I was there last night. There was a kind of introductory dinner and a number of running journalists came to Crested Butte for this. And it was a good group of folk. Unfortunately, Stevie was not there last night. I think she's dodging me. You know, but I don't know if she is because her and I talked today about how she really wants you to come to Cuba. And I was like, you got to text Jonathan. And she's like, you're right, I do. Yeah. So Stevie Kramer, if you're listening, Jonathan's very sad and yeah. you should text him. <laughs> and also Stevie Kramer is terrible at texting. Let's just get that out there. Like Stevie, you are, this is not your forte. Um, anyway, but yeah, please stop avoiding me. Let's talk about Cuba and, uh, yeah, maybe one of these days we'll actually connect. So, um, <clears throat> Lou Kappa, you're here. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> yeah. We, I'm not going to ask, uh, how, what you've been up to on the running side of things, because I know largely what you have been up to and it's, uh, You've been very, very focused and busy, one might say, working on ski buyers guides, and um, you've been a major push on this running shoe brand guide. And so we, we're going to forgive you uh, for not, not getting much mileage in right now. Um, and in fact, we actively have been discouraging you from going outside because <laughs> yeah. we kind of need you plugged in. Been locked in, screaming at my computer. I've yeah. logged, I've probably logged a few miles just in terms of my fingers <laughs> typing on a keyboard, but that's about it for right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, listen, guys, the reason that we're talking here is because we have launched this new thing on the site and we're, we're doing these not just in running shoes, but in some other product categories as well, like mountain bikes. And we're going to be rolling out some ski boot guides and ski guides, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But you guys have all been doing a lot of heavy lifting on this, and we've been spending a lot of time going back and forth, conceptualizing what these guides should look like. And I'd like to maybe talk a little bit about why we're even doing this in the first place. Luke Coppa, would you like to weigh in on this? Yeah. So the general idea is that, I mean, if you look at the entire running shoe market, not only are there a ton of brands that make shoes, but every brand makes at least a few different shoes. And a lot of them make like 20 or 30 different shoes. Uh, so basically, if you're looking for a new pair of shoes, 
and just going off like the internet or what your friends have said, it can be extremely difficult to figure out not only like the whole market, but literally just one brand's lineup. Like how does this shoe from Solomon compare to this other shoe from Solomon? Turns out some of them are really similar, some of them are really different, and it can be really difficult to efficiently figure out uh, which options you should cross off your list, which options you should be considering. And our goal with these brand guides is just to make that a lot quicker and easier for the average consumer. Yeah, pretty good summary, Luke. And again, we don't think this is merely true of running shoe product lines. We see this happening in a number of other spaces and categories as well, but it is kind of staggering I guess, that it is just so difficult to go figure out. It's like these companies all work real hard making these products and dialing those in. But then it's like, how do you sift through 20 to 30 different products from 20 to 30 different brands? It just seems like that part of the equation could be done much better. And so that's what we're attempting to do with these brand guides. So given that we've all been spending time thinking about and working on these for the past several months, and we are going to be rolling these things out over time, we currently have up the Hoka brand guide, the Ultra brand guide, and we've got a bunch more coming down the pike. I'm curious to ask you guys, what have been your biggest general takeaways while working on these guides? I think it's been interesting to see how some of the companies set up their websites, really. Um, They do direct buyers towards certain shoes. Um, Hoka's pretty clear when you go on their website, they have certain shoes, like, in very big pictures and a lot more um, exposure just to certain shoes. So they are directing users in certain ways. Um, It's also interesting, like... I think La Sportiva and Solomon are some of the only few who have it, but you can like select more than one pair of shoe to actually compare when you're looking at them on your checkout card or whatever. But most other websites don't have that. So it's kind of hard unless you're toggling between shoes to be like, oh, well, what's the stack height of this one compared to this other shoe I like from that brand? So it's kind of been interesting to see how the companies are directing buyers. Yeah, I think it's been very interesting also to see just the really understand the sheer volume of products that some of the brands put out. So especially Hoka, but um, other brands as well. There's just so many models that a lot of which reading the descriptions on their website and looking at the stats, I, you know, can't tell the difference um, until you really like dig into the shoe and what it's designed to do and how it's how it's supposed to perform. so yeah, I think kind of in the process of making these breakdowns, I've <laughs> gained more appreciation for how useful they could potentially be, um, just because there is so much out there. And like Maddie was saying, some of the websites have a very simple comparison tool, um, but in general, that's like, oh, here's our little marketing blurb about this shoe, and then like how much it weighs, which isn't really very helpful for someone who's seriously trying to figure out what shoe is best online so yeah yeah and on that note um i think it's one thing i've noticed is that some brands have a crazy amount of overlap in their lines like shoes with identical stack heights super similar weights 
I know there are a few in Hoka's line. There are a lot in Solomon's line. And then you have brands like Ultra that are very, like, way, way more clear if you take a close look at their line. Like, this is our high-level cushioning shoe. This is our mid-cushion shoe. This is our mud shoe. Um, whereas, yeah, brands like Solomon and Hoka, it can be really hard to decipher what this 29 millimeter stack height shoe offers that this other 29 millimeter stack height shoe doesn't. And that's the whole point of this guide. And it's, it's made for some more work on our end, but we're hoping that, um, people will find it a lot more useful. I think it's also been interesting. Like there was some information that doesn't get put on the website. Um, I discovered this with Ultra, but even calling like the customer service to ask for stack height or whatever of certain shoes, they don't know. They're like, oh, it's not on the website. Like, yeah, I know. That's why I'm calling <laughs> I you. I could figure that out. <laughs> so then there's been like, I mean, it's great talking with customer service too, because they're super helpful with certain companies, but um, they have to like dig through their manuals of each shoe. Which it's interesting of like, well, if people are calling you and questioning, why don't you just put it online and make that user information more accessible for everybody? Hmm. So this is, I feel like our breakdown is helping solve that problem. Like as a buyer, you're not going to have to call customer service and be like, hey, what is the stack height of this one shoe? Mm -hmm. You can just look on the guide. I wanted to ask whether you guys have noticed any trends across the current running shoe market? Well, I think one, I mean, generally, it, it, mostly I've noticed trends within brands, um, less so across the entire market. It really seems to me like more so than, for example, ski or mountain bike companies, which tend to make skis kind of for any sort of skier or mountain biker, these running brands kind of find their niche and then stick to it. Like Ultra is one of the most obvious. They do only zero drop. Um, they have that wide toe box. But then even companies that aren't like, hey, this is what we do and this is the only way we do it, like Solomon, they don't tend to make low drop shoes. They don't tend to make maximal shoes. And they tend to be kind of narrow. Whereas outside of the running shoe industry, like that's not something I would comfortably generalize about a brand, but there are some distinct kind of tr uh, brand trends um, that I've picked up on even just after looking at like four or five companies. Yeah, I totally agree with each company finds their niche and definitely sticks to it. Like another great example would be La Sportiva. Their shoes are pretty much all designed for like mountain running. Like if you're into running up ridges or questionable conditions la sportiva makes a shoe for that but like if you're gonna run around your park they're probably not the best shoe um which it's cool to see that you know each company is finding a niche which then addressing a niche i feel like you can know as a buyer more what suits you i think um kind of as a, a whole market trend I think that it's interesting to see brands kind of going towards more of like a, a specialty shoe for each different type of running. Um, so in the past, and this is especially true in the trail running market, um, in the past is like, here's this running shoe brand and like, oh, they have two trail running shoes or something like that. Um, and now virtually every brand has like, okay, this is our mud running shoe. This yeah. is our 
you know, long miles, high cushion shoe. This is our technical trail shoe. This is our smooth trail shoe. Um, so yeah, just, just seeing that like very diversification um, has been pretty interesting. Hmm. From that too, it's kind of clear to see what brands are also trying to get their foot in the door of tr the trail running world. Like Brooks and Nike, they have very few trail shoes and they're really similar to certain models of their road shoes. They've essentially just put like a more gnarly tread on the bottom and they're like, here, a trail shoe. But it is cool to see like how they're trying to find their niche. And a lot of it is pulling people from the roadside who, you know, know Nike or know Brooks. And then they feel more comfortable buying a shoe from them. And I think the contrast in Nike's road versus trail lines is kind of hilarious. I think they have three trail shoes yeah. and approximately a thousand road <laughs> shoes. <laughs> um and I don't know, it'll be interesting to see where they go going forward, but I know they've been working on it for a little bit and they've tweaked the lineup several times now, but I mean, it seems like more and more brands are expanding their trail lineups. And then like Solomon is the same way. They have so many trail shoes and only a, a few road specific shoes. So I guess one of the trends I've noticed and uh, it maybe stands out if one spends also a lot of time thinking about and reviewing ski boots, there's no last, there's no stated width on running shoes in the way that in ski boots, you know, we all spend all this time like, oh, that's a 96 millimeter last or 100 millimeter last. And I could never ski in this boot. It's too voluminous. Are you guys actually have you ever thought about this? Are you surprised that there aren't not just a size C, D, E, but even a more specific stated last in running shoes when it comes to width? Yeah. So in terms of last with running shoes, I know I used to see Ultra list it for some of their shoes. Um, it would be kind of this arbitrary combination of numbers and letters. Um, so it's not like a ski boot lasts like 98 millimeters. Um, but you were able to at least see if a certain shoe shared the same last as another shoe. Um, but I do think because running shoes are the fit of them is so much easier to dial in than something like a ski boot, like a hard boot that these lasts are constantly changing that I'm guessing this all the last info gets turned over constantly. So probably not as useful, but it would be nice to, apart from just looking at it like a top-down view of a shoe, somehow be able to get a better idea of how it fits. Like Ultra says they have a foot-shaped toe box. That's for all of their shoes. But even within their line, like certain shoes differ in terms of like midfoot volume or ankle volume. And... Yeah, I think, I mean, right now you're just stuck with like, okay, I got to try this shoe on if I'm going to actually know how it fits. And it would be nice to see companies make an effort to at least give some people some idea of how a shoe fits. I didn't even really know last was a thing. Like when you said that, I had to rack my brain a little bit because it's a predominantly ski boot term. Um, I think that would be a super useful term or to put on websites for consumers to know because there's so many people who can't put their foot in a Solomon shoe. They're too small like or me. too narrow. Yeah. Like it, 
it's uncomfortable. And I think, I mean, I, I was looking on Ultra's website even just now. I don't think it's stated on there. Like, it's kind of one of those, like, Ultra is good about claiming they have what size toe box. So you know from that aspect what you're getting. But um, most of the other brands don't state anything about that. And I think that that's definitely something that could be filled, um, that companies just aren't providing any information about that. Yeah, and I mean, I think also part of that might be that unlike ski boots, like you were mentioning, it's not a specific number or anything. It's just like, you know, it's not, oh, this is a 1,000 millimeter last. I know what that is. It'll be like, oh, this is the PFS2 last. Like, what the hell does that mean? And so it can be helpful for comparing shoes like between different models from the same brand. Um, but I think it would be useful if brands would develop kind of a standardized like, oh, this shoe is, you know, this wide in the toe box so that you could compare between brands as well. Again, the whole point of this brand guide is to help people start homing in on the shoes that might work for them. And I think what happens is people start to develop brand loyalties and then they just don't go look anywhere else. And the reason they don't go look anywhere else is because it's impossible at present to go figure out like, oh, Topo Athletic is making a shoe that actually probably would work really well for me given that I like this other shoe from some other brand. So, well, anyway, that's uh, I think hopefully a decent overview for what we've been working on and why we've been working on this. And at this point, I think we'll just wrap up and invite you guys to go take a look at this blister brand guide for running shoes. And we would love for you to take a look and we'd love for you to give us your feedback. And if you are seeing something that's particularly useful or you think that maybe we've missed something, um, let us know. But our entire purpose for putting this together is to try to truly put something out there that is going to clarify and simplify and make figuring out all of these different products, like what's what, and uh, hopefully we're on the right track. So Gordon and Maddie and Luke, thank you all for all of your work on this. And uh, we ain't done yet. We got a bunch more to roll out. So, uh, and we should, we also, thanks to our editor, Sam Shaheen, who is a big part of yes. the formatting and I think yes. he has done a great job. Yes. Um, I think it's looking pretty sharp. That's a good point. So yeah. Thanks to you too, Sam. Gordon, have fun in Yosemite. Please come see us soon. We miss you here in the Gunnison Valley. Maddie, we'll let you get back to running camp. Give my best to Stevie. Luke, we'll just get back to... I don't want to go back. <laughs> get back in your cave, Luke. Um, no, thanks to all of you, and uh, we'll talk to you all again real soon. Cool. Goodbye. Sounds good. That's it for this edition of Off the Couch, and we hope that you'll now go check out our running shoe brand guide on the Blister website at blisterreview.com as we keep rolling out guides to more running shoe brands. I want to be sure to thank Luke Alley for producing this episode and thanks to you for listening. Until next time, keep moving forward and we will talk to you again next week.